3: Welcome to the coaching show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCollum.
2: Thank you, Dick Warren, and thank you, my dear listener, for coming and joining us today. Today's show—if you're listening—and re- if you are listening the if you are one of the few people listening in the real time—is um, it's our final show. It's our ultimate show. It's the 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 show that caps the year 2017. It's February. Uh, February. <laughs> I've got to stop drinking before I get on this thing. Uh, December 20th, and it's our final show for the year. I'm um, excited with our guests. We've got uh, great guests that are joining us today and an extraordinary opportunity, an in-studio guest co-host. Anna Mech is uh, with me today, right next to me, those of you that can see us and my beautiful, hilarious, ugly Christmas sweater. Um, Anna is an energetic leadership coach and project leader. She coaches visionary entrepreneurs, she coaches executives, she coaches people who are leaders, who are Ready to make the big leap, who are terrified and willing. And uh Anna, welcome. Um what do you want people to know about you?
0: Um that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> um what am I I have been coaching for over a decade, fifteen years or so, and I will be doing it for the rest of my life. I just it's just who I am.
2: I love that. And um, I don't know about you, but I've also I've been coached, and I've been not coached, and I like me so much better when I'm coached. So I know <laughs> that not only will I be coaching for life, but I'm going to be coached for life. Where in the world do you live? What are you doing here? What's uh, happening and what brings you to the America's finest city, San Diego, California?
0: Well, family brings me here to San Diego. Um, it's a place where my husband and I have been wanting to live for quite a few years now and mm-hmm. we're this year, this this coming year is the year of transition from moving from all the different places that we've lived to making a homestead here in San Diego.
2: Where are some of those places that you've lived? Ex- oh. Exotics? Are you a, are you a nomad by nature?
0: <laughs> yeah. By the mil- way,
2: nomad by nature. My next album coming out. It's going <laughs> to drop in the new year. Go. <laughs>
0: um, so my husband and I are both military brats, and I think we both are used to moving a I lot. I wondered what
2: kind of brats you were.
0: <laughs> and so we uh, raised our kids in Albuquerque. We did a stint in Colorado, beautiful Colorado. Mm we're most recently in um Minnesota.
2: Oh, thanks for saying it just that way. All right. Uh so uh, if people want to reach you if they love the sound of your voice, the mission in your in your uh commitment what what should we do? Where should we reach you?
0: Uh email is great. Anna Mech, that's just my name. A N N A M E C K at icloud.com.
2: At icloud.com. Okay, great. Um, thank you so much for being with us. on is an extraordinary coach and leader. A leader of leaders recently having uh, created a team, I think, from, from nothing to how many people?
0: I have seven leaders now, and the team that they lead are at least 125, growing to 200 by the end of January.
2: Yeah, I love that. I, I've said, and forgive me, this isn't original with me, but I forget who said it, um, that a leader, yeah, you're not a leader until you've led people who have led people. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I love that you've done that and I love having you with us and you just bring a great creative uh, spark to our show today. Thanks for your serenity and your spark. Um, we need to, as, as we often do, and, and I'm really excited about this. I am delighted, I'm honored, I'm, I'm proud that we are in our fourth year of being a media partner with the International Coach Federation. The International Coach Federation, as we should all know, but we don't always, is um, the world's largest organization of professionally trained coaches. It's a standalone. It's a non-for-profit. It's in it only to provide the growth of the industry of coaching and to make sure that we're actually growing as a profession. You know, professions like accounting and dentistry, things that require certain things, you know, have barriers to entry, have um, uh, the opportunity for credentialing, have the opportunity for uh, continuing education and consumer protection and ethical standards, all that is at the International Coach Federation. And they're the leading global organization dedicated to advancing the coaching profession. They do that by setting high standards and providing credentialing and certification of coach training. They provide that independent certification as well as build a worldwide network of trained coaches coaching professionals, you can find everything there. There, We've we've been privileged to have their director of research and education. By the way, how great an idea is that, to have the same person in charge of research and education, right? So you can actually learn stuff and then immediately implement it uh, here. And it's the world's largest storehouse of research and information about coaching. So if you ever have to prove the ROI or you're trying to fill out an RFP or respond to something or just make a pitch, go to the ICF website because there's a treasure trove of information there that you can use for free. Of course, uh, we recommend that you're a member. Uh, It elicits instant credibility for its members like me, and that you get your credential if you're so inclined. I held the Master Certified Coach credential, and um, uh, it's also a great place to meet other like-minded individuals. I don't know, have you, in all the places you've gone, have you gone to the local ICF chapters? Have you checked them out?
0: Yes, I have.
2: And do uh, you find knuckleheads or the people know, know what they're doing? What do you find?
0: Oh, there's all levels. You know, people that are brand new, people that have been doing it for a little while, and then people like you who are masters and, you know, willing to contribute back and, and help all of those that are just starting out.
2: I'm sorry, people like me what? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, in fact, I've just spoken recently at a at an event here in San Diego at the local coaching chapter, and it was just extraordinary. You know, 50 Amazing people uh, heading out in their profession and being able to learn. Speaking of which, the, the ICF is committed to connecting us professional coaches with the tools and resources we need to succeed in our careers. If you want more information to find out about events, to go to some place in your area, to a chapter, or to just find out what's happening, go to coachfederation.org. That's coachfederation.org. And follow the ICF on Twitter. They're at, at ICFHQ. That's at ICFHQ, but that's where they're at. Um, also, we're delighted to have an ICF representative on our show each and every quarter, and uh, we'll look forward to that. I also want to shout out to Accomplishment Coaching. We'll talk more about this in the second um, segment, but I want to make sure that you know, if you are looking for not just a training program, but the world's finest training program. If you're somebody who enjoys a challenge, who wants to be trained at the highest level and perform at the highest level, then check out accomplishmentcoaching.com. Uh, accomplishment Coaching available in, let's see if we can name all the cities. Ready? In North America, we've got San Diego, Seattle, Washington, in Canada, in Victoria, B.C., a beautiful, beautiful spot, Chicago, Illinois. You've got the other two?
0: Washington, D.C. Correct. And New York.
2: The Big Apple. And man, Washington, D.C., after what's just occurred in our nation's capital, I'm ready to coach all those folks. And I almost said a different word, but I said folks, in case you want to listen to the tape. All right. um, Anything else we should say before we introduce our first guest?
0: I think we should get right to our guest.
2: We've got two extraordinary humans for for your listening pleasure today, and your watching pleasure. By the way, we've got a YouTube if you want to see my beautiful ugly sweater um man John Duvall is the executive director transition specialist and learning facilitator at Liminal Space. It's a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping others find the courage and the mini, the means, forgive me, to navigate major life transitions. I want to um we, we could talk more about his resume and his bio is very impressive. But here's what I want you to know about this guy. He is extraordinarily fascinated with, focused on, and clear about personal transitions. And man, w- end of the year is a great time to talk about transitions, because we're going to... Most of us go to our our family of origin or some family-related thing, which can always plug us into some familiar patterns. We also... The beginning of the year, everybody knows, right? People join the gym. People swear to you know new behaviors. So it seems like a great idea to have somebody who's an expert in transitions join us just now. Please welcome to our microphones, John Duvall. Hello, sir.
1: Hi. How are you? Thanks for having me.
2: You're welcome. Thanks for being had, as we like to say. John, will you look <laughs> outside? Where Where do you find yourself today? Where in the world are I
1: you? am? I am in Edmonds, Washington, which is just, Edmonds, Washington, which is just a little bit north of Seattle
2: great. We're sorry for your uh, trouble there recently this week with the derailing and the people passing. Um, Yeah, thank you. You come to coaching in sort of an odd direction. You came through theology and psychology, yes?
1: I did, yes. I uh, went to a school called the Seattle School of Theology and Psychology here in Seattle, um, which really trains people in the art of knowing their story and how to read other people's story um, and enter it and participate in a journey of their transformation. Um, so very much um, looking at story as a, as the primary tool with which we engage one another.
2: It, it seems a little, to my ear, a little bit um, dismissive of story, like story as opposed to the real truth or something like that. But I'm, I'm in gathering that's not how you mean it.
1: N- not at all, not at all. Um, it, when we... Uh, participate in just about anything in this life. There is a story happening. Um, There's a story happening in how you decide to make your lunch choice today. Um, I'm planning on choosing Indian because 10 years ago I got introduced to it for the first time and it was the most transformative food experience I've ever (laughs) had. And th- thus, I love, I love Indian food, and I can tell you who I had that with and, and what it was like to enjoy that meal with a good friend. <laughs> <I love laughs> so we're that. always living some kind of story. And,
2: I, uh, and just, to, just to be clear about it, my, my experience of, of Indian food is it creates a transition in my body. <laughs> 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 I know Anna wants to get That's in here. A true story.
0: <laughs> hey, hi, John. Um, hi. I have this burning question because I had to actually look this word up. What is a liminal space?
1: So liminal comes from a a Latin word, um, limens, and it literally translates threshold. Um, So liminal space. um, Think about those five or six moments in your life where you went through a major change. Um, Maybe it was moving to a new city or loss of a loved one or loss of a job or promotion of some kind, Um, a new relationship, marriage, kids, retirement. These are all moments when um, you know you've been moved from one room and into a and, and pushed or uh, cho- chosen the hallway, the space between one room and the next, and you are waiting on the threshold, asking questions, uh, living with a lot of different emotions, a lot of ambiguity and uncertainty. Um, so it's that space of waiting and not knowing, uh, and I think that it's actually a place that holds a lot of potential. Um, And a lot of disruption and and the best thing to do during that time is to learn how to how to hold both.
2: That's a great answer to that question. Right. Potential and disruption. Um, Arguably, wouldn't wouldn't personal transitions generally and and I guess we should talk about what do we mean by that? I mean, is a transition like when I, you know, move my residence (laughs) or when I open a new office or are we talking about something larger?
1: I think we're talking about something larger. Um, I think just as, as a human, like everyone's going to go through change. Everyone's going to go through to be human is to know change. But uh, I don't think it's presumed that um, everyone transitions. Um, and, you know, and a good example of that would be that friend of yours that every six months they are um, expressing some level of discontent with their new job and their new boss. And there's always something wrong and they continue to ask the same questions, and they are in a cul-de-sac in their life.
2: That's a beautiful Um, way to say that.
1: Yeah, it's that experience of being stuck. Uh, And uh, so the the work there is to engage and learn the discipline of transition. Um, That's what we teach here at Liminal Space, that it's a discipline, just like exercise, dieting, learning different uh, spiritual disciplines, learning good habits of keeping your calendar and time management. It is a discipline. And quite often people don't know what it means to do that work, um, learning the art of transition.
2: Well, it's it's still a little bit, um, forgive me, but uh, wispy, you know, uh, to to my knowledge. So what I hear you talking about is, major transitions in life i'm thinking about like marriages and passing away and and career maybe but but not just finding the next job but really like people who are shifting something and anna you know comes to us having just let us know that she's ready for a big move for her and her family from minnesota to california she's going back to cali um right are there are there other transitions that we're not thinking about related to either purpose or life stages or anything else
1: very much so um, that 's the one that I deal with the most is uh, transitions related to purpose and calling and uh, where those often land are various life stages it's it's the the purpose questions that surface when you um, you know all the kids leave the home and they 're off to college, and the questions that are being asked regarding now what do I do with my life um, I spent the last 20 years raising these kids right. and, uh, launched them. Uh, and now what do I do? Where, where do I go next? Uh, what is my purpose in this world? Um, and that's the place where, uh, I think both practically, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, all these different realms can be engaged to find good questions and good tools and good plans and good guidance to help people find some traction in that space. Um, and what I find is that uh, it's often the place in life, no matter what the transition is, that we avoid or believe that it's a nuisance and something to get rid of. Uh, you know, it's that, you know, something is wrong. There's a lot of uncertainty and I'll take any answer to get out of that space because it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> and... Uh, You know, so moving to a new city.
0: There is something you said earlier that kind of hooked me, and I'd love to circle back to it, which is the discipline of transition. I've never Mm -hmm. really heard that kind of phrase before. Could you say more about that?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, Most people don't have a really good uh, way of examining their life, especially when a lot of disruption has occurred. And so part of the discipline that is transition is learning how to wait. And I think waiting isn't something that you do passively. Waiting always implies that there's a for, there's waiting for something. And it's really learning how to recognize the clues, the, the things that are scattered all around you that are telling you more about who you are and what you might want and who you might like to become. Um, and I think those are the questions people are, are really struggling with. It's the now what and what do I become now? Um, and we are too often baited to, to spend a lot of time in the why questions. Why did this happen? Why am I going through this? What, you know, why, why, why? And those are all worthy questions, but I think we're mostly struggling with the, the now what. And yeah. so the discipline of really learning how to read your life, slow down, Um, and pay attention, and give weight to the stories that have brought you here, and give weight to the things that are inviting you forward, and really recognizing that, you know, I haven't seen too many stories, both personally and in my uh, work with my clients, that when guided by anxiety, fear, um, self-doubt, all of those things, that really turns out all that well, Um, but when a person slows down long enough to really turn and face those things, and listen to desire, listen to their story, listen to things that are inviting them forward, um, not the absence of peer, fear, but stuff that invites their courage. That just produces a whole set of stories that is far more befitting to who they are in the world. And, and I, yeah, that's the that's the art of listening. That's the art of discernment and and so I blend different activities. Um, I blend counseling, coaching uh, for those that bring their faith to the conversation. That's often a part of it. I want to know how you got here. And I want to know where you feel like you're you're being invited, where you feel like you want to go, because it's all relevant um, to this conversation of who you are supposed to become as a human. Um,
2: there's so much that you've said. I, forgive me, I know that we keep to interrupting you, but there's so much depth to what you've said that I kind of keep wanting. I'm, I'm doing what Anna's doing, which is, wait, let's go back and catch that other piece. <laughs> um, so the first thing that I want to let people know, because it's starting to sound just to my ear, to my critical ear, a little bit airy-fairy, but you've actually got tools, uh, diagnostic yep. methods, and a model For working with people. This isn't like, oh, whatever John feels like today, that's what we're talking about, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. So right on the the front end of every piece of client work, um, and no matter what the transition is, I am listening to how you discern. And so we have a tool called the Liminal Strengths Assessment. And what that looks at is um, when going through change, major change, what conditions do you best surround yourself with to help you discern your life. So for example, um, some of the dimensions that we look at are uh, resilience, Mm. planning, um, community, self-care, your level of self-honesty. How good are you at taking action, making choices and moving? Where does faith come into all of this? So we look at all of those dimensions to Really understand um, how do you best listen and discern? What conditions make that work well for you? So um, believing that if we can create conditions that work well for you to listen and stay alert to your life, that's going to best serve you um, to help understand and stay with the questions and stay with the, 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 the season of transition that you're in and really listen for what you're supposed to become.
2: Well, I want to do two things. One is point people to your website so they can find out more, and that is inaliminalspace.org. That's i n a liminal, liminal is l i m i n a l space dot org. Space being s p so a c e. So space dot org. And um, let's go back to. So I'm clear. There's a diagnostic method. There's a tool, the liminal strengths assessment. Oh, I understand you got a you got a special. For our listeners today, what's the special on the liminal strengths assessment?
1: Yeah, so if, you, if you'd like to take the assessment, if you use the coupon code uh, COACHING, you'll get 50% off the assessment. Yahoo! And, yeah, and if you uh, send me an email after taking the assessment and you'd like to walk through it and I can give you some feedback, I give that to anyone that wants to spend 30 minutes on a call to uh, walk through their report and give them my perspective on what's what I see and then what's going on within their, their own transition and make that applicable. Oh, no, I'm totally
2: doing that. I don't know about you. <laughs> I need that. Um, here, except I'll, I'll probably weep at the results. You have no luminal <laughs> strength. I'm sorry. Uh, here's what we know. You should not be in a hallway. You should not be in any space in between. Uh, but in seriousness, the other, the other thing I heard you speak to earlier is I heard you say faith two or three times. And I, me, mm-hmm. I love me some faith, but I also, get concerned that people listen to that sometimes as either a, uh, a faith-based organization or in some mm-hmm. way related to some sort of a church uh, or a True. religious outfit. Too. What do you mean by faith? Is that what you're talking about?
1: Well, I certainly come with my own religious bias, um, and yet I don't um, use that as an agenda item with my with my clients or the people that I work with. But I do think as a as a disciplined faith um, is a part of. So many people's life and how they orient around what it means to be a human and understand themselves and what this whole story is about. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times that a that a person comes in here and says, you know, I'm not, I don't really practice any faith, I don't really have anything there that I'm that I'm I spend time doing or practicing, and yet I don't pray. But like, we start asking questions, like, you know, one question, I need a job, spills into well, like, what 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 do you really like find meaningful? Mm. And and then and then questions spill into like, well, what do you think all this is about? And, you know, you start going deeper and deeper and deeper and you get to these core questions of what does it mean to be human on this planet connected to others and connected to something else that might be bigger happening in the world? How does that not become a spiritual question? I don't know. Um, and, and so it just feels like that's such an opportune time to uh, bring that in for those that want it, um, uh, but certainly don't. Uh, push liminal space as a
2: religious organization in that way right or and you're also working with people of all faiths and all i am as, yeah as long as they're clear about their spiritual or whatever their their beliefs are then you can work with right. that yeah okay
1: yeah and i think it gets really fun at that point it gets it gets spicy uh right. to have all kinds of different conversations related to faith and, and meaning and purpose so great yeah i know
2: adam wants in here
0: oh I just really hear that um, it, you know we don't often take the time in our lives to sit down and really look where we've been, yeah. what that impact has had on us, um, where we want to go, what our values are, what's important yeah. to us, um, and to be in a conversation about that, to be in a in a program with somebody who's really listening. Right, really listening. So that's what I hear is the opportunity here. People that could work with you, you know, they just get yeah. to be heard. They get to talk this out because really, you're going to go to family holidays, and who's going to listen to you that way? <laughs> right,
1: right. You know, yeah. Like and, you and, and, and I, family. yeah, and I always say, you know, transformation is never supposed to be a solo act. Um, you, you just you you should either look to a professional um, or a group of friends that you could use to form something of a a team or a coalition. That's something that I always do with with my folks that I work with. Is what are the three or four people that you can build a team or a coalition um, that helps you move through um, this transition? So you think about what's coming this year uh, as we turn over one year and enter twenty eighteen. You know, what do you want to to build, create, become, and who can help you? Um, become that? Who can hold your feet to the fire, encourage you, um, provide ideas, um, have the capacity to set aside their agenda and just listen well to your life? Who can you build a team around yourself to help you move through it? And that's such an uh, an important piece. Um, and that,
0: That's a brilliant quote of the day. Transi- uh, transformation is not a solo act. Beautiful. Yeah.
2: Well, I also heard the the timing is perfect, right? People at this Mm -hmm. time of year are dealing with New Year's resolutions. Often we don't take the time to look back on the year and what we've both accomplished and how we've been stopped or slowed or what obstacles have popped up or cropped up. Is there a a path or an exercise that you'd like to do with people around this time of year or is there something you can suggest to a few thousand coaches that we do?
1: Yeah, so... You know, you've probably spent a little bit of time on your show talking about why goals.
2: I should let you know we got about a minute for this.
1: Okay. Thanks. So there's lots of reasons why goals fail, so I won't spend too much time on that. But um, I think one of the things that I would encourage is just start with one thing. Start with one thing in your life that you would like to see change in over the course of the next year. Could be a career, could be health, community, intimacy with a partner. Just one thing and then really explore the why questions. Why do you want to see that change? And the, the change, the best foundations for change that I've seen are rooted in things like kindness. And for most of us, we make goals that are rooted in things like self-contempt or... Uh, trying to fix you know, other th- what's wrong, right? Yeah, yeah right. Uh, deficit. Um, so instead of, I hate my job, it should sound something like, I want more meaning, and I refuse to live in a story that holds
2: oh. oh, you can still talk over that. Refuse to live in a story that, that holds oh. I'm so sorry. That's John DeWall. You can find out more by going to inaliminalspace.org, or find him on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram by going to in a Liminal space, and on LinkedIn, John DeWall. John, thank you for being with us. a perfect end to the year. we come back more of today's edition of the coaching show tired of presentations with no impact no inspiration and no traction Do dull
3: speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones christopher mccullough brings energy insights and two decades of experience delivered with punch humor and heart your team will leave energized uplifted and with a sense of purpose visit christopher to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement
2: mcauliffe Christopher McCullough,
1: Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, the coaching show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now.
3: Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls... Required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold, and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. Five four eight six eight one three.